want to talk about our opponent. They're bigger, faster, stronger, more experienced, and on paper, they're just better, and they know it too. But I want to tell you something that they don't know. They don't know your heart. Patchwork Heart Ministry presents Young Catholics Respond, a challenge for young people to stand up for the Catholic faith and confound the world with radical hope. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. And thank you, Adam, as always, uh, for that kind introduction there. Uh, my name is Bill Snyder. It's wonderful to be with you here on Young Catholics Respond. Uh, yeah, two weeks in a row we've actually had an episode of Young Catholics Respond. I'm so excited <laughs> to be able to say that, folks, because uh, as the stay-at-home dad, work-from-home dad that I am, uh, the hours are uh, precious that I get to be able to spend doing this. So, Lord, thank you for this, and uh, I'm so excited. I'm going to bring her on screen right now, a good friend of our ministries, Terry Modica. Uh, she is the executive director of Good News Ministries of Tampa Bay. GNM.org is the website, which she founded with her husband, Ralph, in 1995 to help people grow closer to Christ and embrace the Father, then serve as evangelizers empowered by the Holy Spirit. As a leader in lay apostleship and a pioneer in using Internet technologies for, the Catholic, uh, for Catholic outreach, since 1996, her ministry is international, and it is. It's wonderful, and you have a brand new book out, 30 Days to the Father's Heart, Terry. We're going to be talking about today. I, you are, yeah, there it is. Uh, you are no stranger to our program, uh, and thank you so very much for being with me today to share all about this book. It's going to be wonderful. Well, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity, Bill. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's start with, um, you know, just how this book came to be, because I know it's a unique journey. It's a unique story um, that that you that you've had, and it's all about healing father father wounds. And so let's just talk about that and jump into how it came to be. Well, thank you. Yeah, it actually started when I was a young adult, and. Uh, I discovered that I had no idea what God the Father was like. Uh, I had grown up believing in Jesus Christ. Uh, he was my best friend as far back as I could remember. Uh, I, I cried on the shoulder of Jesus when I was upset. You know, I talked to Jesus. Um, not sure I heard from him, but but I felt close to Jesus. And um, and. I grew up with just knowing Jesus Christ. I was raised Protestant, and it was a mainstream Protestant denomination. I, uh, my father was a, a a minister in the Protestant Church, and I found myself uh, at, at six years old realizing that my daddy was never going to be the daddy I needed him to be and not realizing that this sets the stage for how our relationship with God the Father is going to be. It happens on an unconscious level to all of us. The imperfections of our human parents or any authority figure, uh, we, we need, we were created to be loved and to be loved fully, but no human being can love us perfectly and fully. And so, um, so we're always disappointed. There's always hurt. Some people, of course, have huge traumatic hurts from abuse and, 
maybe the maybe the the death of a parent at a key key young age or whatever but um even the best of parents are imperfect and don't convey the all the love that we need when we need it i mean even when our parents are disciplining us as kids they're doing it out of love but we don't feel loved at that time and and all this unconsciously creates an image of what God the Father is like. So we're all handicapped. We grow up handicapped in our image of what God the Father is like. When I became a young adult and moved away from my parents' home, I uh, that's when I became Catholic, which is a beautiful story, another another story to tell i don't want to take up time with that right now but uh god miraculously intervened in my life to introduce me to the holy eucharist which set me on fire to become catholic and after becoming catholic i got a spiritual director who recognized that i had a great relationship with jesus and and through what had happened in me becoming Catholic, I had also met the Holy Spirit and was on fire in that relationship. But I had no relationship with God the Father. And yes, they're all one God, but we we relate. I mean, God the Father is the trinity of persons for a reason. And there's different ways we relate to God based on which person of the trinity that we're connecting with. And um, and there was a big gap in my spiritual life because I didn't know God the Father. So my spiritual director introduced me or had Jesus introduce me to God the Father through some inner healing sessions because uh, my, my human father had been, he, he didn't understand me, he didn't try to understand me. And so I expected God to, well, if my prayers aren't answered, it's because God doesn't understand me, you know, and uh, my, my human father was cold. He was not huggable. He, he, when he did hug, it was very stiff and awkward. And, and so I, I had no clue how to feel close to God, the father. And, and so I, my spiritual director began through inner healing sessions to, to, show me the real God, the father. And there was one time when I was, I was uh, struggling with some prayer request. I can't remember what, but God was not answering this prayer request. And I was really struggling with that. And as I was complaining to God about that, uh, I suddenly saw in my mind's eye, a picture of a box about the size of a microwave oven. And I heard God's voice and I didn't often hear God's voice, but boy, yeah, although it was in my inner, my, my own inner voice sounded kind of like that, but I knew it was God and God's, God, the father's voice said to me, you have boxed me in, open up the box and let me out. And so I thought, okay, sure, I'll do that. And so I visualized opening up the box and it was amazing. I just, I just kind of understood. It was a, sort of a visual that wasn't, I can't draw a picture of it. It was just an, an inner awareness 
of God leaving the box and getting bigger and bigger and bigger until he was bigger than the universe. And that was a healing for me where I began to see God as much bigger than I, you know, it was when I, that's when I realized that I was limiting God and I was limiting God because that was my experience with human parents and no human parent is, you know, you know, is, is God. So therefore no human parent can give us everything that we need to the extent that we need it. And uh, so, so I've had a lot of, of moments like that throughout my adult life uh, that, that this got me into a very different place with God, the father that was really wonderful. And as time went on, I just, it just, I just grew closer and closer to God as we peeled off other misconceptions and other layers uh, and other healings, inner healings that I needed to go through. And back then when my spiritual director got me so uh, clued into God, the father, I began putting on workshops to help other people. I called it healing your image of God's fatherhood. And, and I helped people differentiate between the the human father mother any other any other authority figure that has influenced us and has been imperfect for us and you know making a list of i, I gave them an exercise a spiritual exercise um, where on you if you were to take a piece of paper put a line down the middle and on the left hand column you were to write all the ways that your human parents uh let you down uh we're not there for you like for example something as simple as maybe the father traveled a lot for business so you'd put in the left column uh was not there for me when i needed him and you know so every everything where there was a flaw or something missing from what you needed from the parents um that goes in the left column in you know like a one or two word description and then in the right column opposite that you put the opposite of what you wrote so for example if you wrote he was not there for me then the opposite is he's always there for me mm-hmm. and so as you continue to go down the piece of paper down the column uh putting all these opposites in then you go back and you read just the right hand column and meditate on each of those aspects saying this is who god the father is and so that that spiritual exercise from that workshop became one of the chapters in my book on 30 days to the father's heart and so the that workshop i gave years ago has evolved as i have evolved and learned and grown and and um, has become 30 different spiritual exercises to help us uh, peel away the misconceptions that we have unconsciously gathered and and with and it, a lot of it happens on the unconscious level and so you need to have some guidance which I needed a spiritual director who helped me with that um, this book is your spiritual director and it helps you uh, take a look at and discover things that on your own you wouldn't have thought of looking at um, and the book is filled with my own stories mm-hmm. of how it happened, as well as other people's stories. 
and it all brings it to real to home to to where it makes a difference so that if you go through all of the 30 chapters you're a totally different person you know so aware of of god the father's love for you and and Mm. You know, I want nothing more than for people to know that God is your doting daddy. You know, (laughs) he's your doting daddy. And and that's just that's my goal is to is to help people to get to know that. Yeah. You know, it's so beautiful. I mean, just listening to you, I've been writing some things down because, you know, I'm learning a lot from your wisdom here. And, you know, uh, I, I I find it interesting that, you know, your spiritual director first took you to. Uh, Jesus to move you to God the Father, and I I find that really like a parallel to what Christ does for his you know for his disciples and his followers and his apostles when he says this is how you're to pray right the, to God the Father with the Our Father we hear it in every Mass, but oftentimes we we make that 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 disconnect and I also think you know it's also scriptural again I don't have the quotes in front of me but but when 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 Christ says you know you because you've seen me, you've seen the Father, right? And so there, exactly. there's something really powerful about that, that if you have a good relationship with, with Jesus, you can have a good relationship with God the Father. Um, but you just have yeah, to he, dig it out a little bit, right? Right. He said over and over again that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I have come to reveal the Father to you. And and if you pay attention to the words at Mass, the prayers uh most of it the prayers go to god the father you know we are praying constantly to god the father and it is through the sacrament of the eucharist that we are we're not only just united to jesus through the you know all of mass is uh, uniting us to god uh and and stripping away what has happened before mass you know between masses that has got us back into sin and worldly ways, you know, from the from the gathering it, with community to the penitential rite, you know, the all the way to, and we say, Lord, I'm not worthy to receive you just before we, we receive the Eucharist. And, you know, Jesus says the word, you know, we say, say the word and my soul shall be healed. And of course he says the word. Well, what kind of healing is it? It's a healing of our relationship with all of God. You know, the Holy Spirit, Jesus himself, and, of course, God the Father. And and there's so much of God the Father in the Mass. If we pay attention to the words and we pay attention to our own inner connection to God the Father and our yearning for God the Father, it's, mm. it makes Mass so much more powerful. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, you know coming... You know this the, this book is really innovative too. Again, you know, there's not many studies out there, Terry, on God the Father. Like, there's not many devotionals that are going to grow you close to God the Father. There's there's all kinds of things out there in the Catholic Church, right? But devotion to God the Father is one of the things that is probably lacking most. Having a devotional, having a guide, having something that grows you close to God the Father. Because, you know, we got novenas to the Holy Spirit. We have novenas to, uh, you know, all the different saints. We've got, you know, you know the Holy Face, Divine Mercy. I mean, there's so many different things that we can talk about. But when it comes to God the Father, there are a few things out there. But this really is a very comprehensive, uh, you know, 
beautiful way to get to know God the Father and also heal some of those wounds. As you mentioned, you know, I I can see how even now, um, you know, trying to be as conscientious as I am with my son, raising him and hugging him and loving him, I can't do it all. Right. I, and, and there's no way right. that I can do it. And I and I and I know that my dad, while he was loving and caring and wonderful guy, I have an amazing relationship with him. He still couldn't do it all. Right. And so understanding that, knowing that and I, I really liked how you you know brought out that that method. Right. Of, OK, you know, my my dad wasn't this, this, this and this. But God the Father is this, 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 and this. I encourage everybody to to do that. You know, just as you know, I mean, I'm sure you do too. I know you do it in the book, but you know, right now, after the podcast is over, after this, you know, show is over, go and do that. You know, for yourself, take it as a you know a, a time of prayer, right, Terry, and and do it because it's going to move you closer to your faith. Um, you know, and, and maybe you want to talk a little bit about some of the other things that you've placed in this book, some of the other chapters and, yeah. and things that you've, you know, highlight for people, you know, what they're going to encounter as they go through it. Sure. Um, and before I get into all that, um, let me, let me, <clears throat> excuse, <clears throat> excuse me, let me make a, a special offer. Okay. I've got a free ebook that I'd like to give to your audience. Um, and it's the first 12 spiritual exercises from my book. Because, you know, my book, I want everybody to have a copy of the book so that you can get the fullness of this healing journey. Um, but <clears throat> I also, excuse me, got to clear my throat because <clears throat> I get so excited. <laughs> um, but even if you don't get the book, I want you to get some benefit from the book. So I put together this free ebook. And like I said, it's the first 12 spiritual exercises, and it includes some of some quotes, uh, some excerpts from the book that explain the spiritual exercise. And to get it, go to uh, this shortcut, gnm.org. That's the, the homepage, the website, gnm.org slash ebook 12. So that would be gnm.org slash ebook 12, and 12 being, you know, the digits one, two. And that will take you to a secret page. This is not, you can't find it any other way on the website. Um, that will take you to the secret page where you can download that ebook and that exercise of, of differentiation between the left column and the right column. Uh, between human father figures and God the Father, um, that's one of those exercises in there. Hmm. So, uh, so that I wanted to give you, but also um, let me just um, go, you know, just mention some of the chapters' hmm. names to give you an idea about what's covered. Uh, the the safest father in the world is is day five of this or chapter five because there are a lot of people who who have been abused there have been a lot of people who fear god because the human father figures the human parental figures were somebody to be afraid of mm -hmm. and and i and even 
when we did not have abusive parents, there's still, I find there's still a lot of fear around because we've been taught to be afraid of God because we're sinners. You know, we got to beat ourselves up because we have sinned. And and one of the things that that I I really want people to know is that yes, God knows our sins. God knows when we sin. God is unhappy with our sins, but it doesn't mean he's unhappy with us. And that's something that is often overlooked. He's happy with us if he knows that overall we would rather be holy than be sinful. And because we have chosen Jesus to be our Savior, that means that when God the Father looks at us, he doesn't see us all messed up with our sin. He sees Jesus on the cross who took our sins. And so it's like Jesus is, is like between us and God the Father, like a filter, so that when God the Father looks at us, he looks through Jesus and sees us as the purified people that, that you know, the, the saints that we became through our baptism. You, know, Saint, you look at what St. Paul said and other, you know, a lot of the New Testament books be address uh, address the, the people of Corinth, the people of Ephesus, whatever, uh, address the community as saints. It was written to the saints of Ephesus, the saints of Corinth. And you know, the Corinthians got into a lot of trouble. <laughs> but in our baptism, we were recreated into being saints. That's our true nature. And we're so... We've been taught so thoroughly to see ourselves as sinners so that we to confession. We overlook the fact that underneath the sins, we are saints. We're sinners no longer. We're saints who keep falling into sin and need to go to confession to get purified out of it again. But God, the Father, knows that about us. And so even when we're sinning, he he knows our inner desire to be holy and that that's our overriding desire. If he sees that in us, he's still happy with us. And he's our doting daddy cheering us on going, yay, come on. You can, you can become aware of that. I'm giving you the Holy spirit so that you become convicted of your sin. All right. Now you're going to go to confession. Yay. You know, so God's, God's a great cheerleading doting daddy for us. Yeah. You know, I love that image and how you brought that out about, you know, God, the father looking through Jesus at us, right. And, and, and us being, I mean, again, it goes into our tradition of the, uh, and, and, and scripture, right? Like, you know, we, we, when you talk about, you know, Jesus, you know, be, us being co, you know, co-heirs to the kingdom of God, right? Like, right, that's right in the mass, folks. When you hear that language in the mass, it, it's, it's exactly what Terry is talking about, right? Like that, that God is looking through he, the, the person of Jesus and, and all that he does for us, right? Like you just mentioned, going to confession and, and, and participating in the sacraments, which are, you know, ways that we encounter Christ and his mercy and his love, right? The Eucharist, Matt, you know, all that, all, all seven sacraments, baptism, confirmation, all of these things that we, we get a chance to encounter Christ and his love because he instituted these things. 
And so, you know, it's so powerful what you're talking about, Terry. And uh, I am, I, it, it's amazing to have you on today because I, because I, I know that there's so many people out there, especially young people, which, you know, we target with this podcast. Like we target young Catholics and it's, it's very, um, you know, meaningful 